What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Sim Pilot Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. As promised, a lot more news to cover today, so we're just going to go ahead and jump right into it. So we're going to start out with DCS, which added a few new features for the F-16 to include a bullseye update. So some more functionality with that feature, as well as the ground radar, which is going to be pretty awesome and should be available and usable at the time of this recording. So it should already be out and uh, functionable. The FA-18 is also getting the ATC approach mode added. This would be coupled with the auto throttle and ACLS um, in order to facilitate the auto land feature, essentially, for uh, carrier landings in the FA-18. So that'll be a welcome uh, change for those of us who are not great at landing on the boat. <laughs> So uh, I'm not sure when the whole system will be implemented. It should be pretty close to completion, I would think. Um, this seems like they're just kind of tying up the loose ends with the Hornet at the moment. And as you can see, obviously a lot more resources are going into the Viper development. We're getting a lot of uh, changes and updates to it over the last uh, couple weeks as well. So that would be about it for DCS. Oh, uh, one more thing. The air-to-air -air missiles are getting some improvements. Um, specifically, the AIM-120 is getting a, uh, its own INS system built in. And I believe there will be other updates across the board for other air-to-air um, -air missiles you know, in the same category. Okay, so that's it for the DCS news. Um, Razbam, conveniently enough, I mentioned the F-15 in the last one that I'm impatiently waiting for its release. And they released a couple um, like teaser um, posts, I guess, if you were on Facebook, uh, showing the uh, work in progress of the Eagle cockpit, which is looking pretty good, as well as a post... Um, showing them testing the CDIP accuracy. Uh, CDIP is basically the same as CCIP. It's just a different acronym for it. So uh, constantly computed um, impact points. I'm not 100% sure what the D stands for. I'll have to look it up. I probably should have before I recorded this, but you guys can uh, let me know what that means. So Razbam um, is definitely uh, seems to be in the works here with with some stuff. So there, there's definitely some stuff coming out. I believe they've also had updates to the Harrier as well. Um, but I believe those were implemented in the last update. Uh, that DCS received. So that might be a little bit older news, but I figured I'd just uh, throw it in there as a mention. Honestly, DCS across the board, all of its modules have been pretty good about getting pretty recent updates, bug fixes, and just really adding features to the, the aircraft and the sims as a whole, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. 
Okay, so that's it for DCS. So Microsoft Flight Sim 2020. So uh, today, um, today or yesterday it was, they released the Sim Update 6 at the time of this recording. Uh, by the time you guys hear this, it probably already been three or four days. So it will probably, uh, most of you will probably hear about at least some of this. So the biggest thing, because this ties into our main subject of today's episode, is the updates part of the change log was the addition of support for the um, Thrustmaster Boeing yoke and throttle, as well as the um, Turtle Beach um, yoke and throttle. The, uh, I believe it's called the Velocity One, which I'm actually kind of excited about. And we'll talk a little bit about that uh, in a little bit here. So that tells me we're, we're probably getting close to a release. I believe um, the Turtle Beach um, Yoke and Throttle set for generally around fall. So maybe in a month or two, we should see it. And as for the Thrustmaster uh, Boeing yoke, I'm not sure. I haven't seen anything about a release date yet. But I'm imagining they're pretty close if Microsoft um, 2020 is sort of starting to implement the um, ability to accept those uh, control systems into the sim. So that's good news but there was a, a huge change log there's updates to a lot of the aircraft um rendering you know graphical fixes bug fixes just it's honestly it's it could be probably its own episode just covering all the changes yeah, go check out the change log there's a lot i mean they've updated a lot obviously there will be more bugs at, it's just been the habit with them and this is most sims they've fixed a lot of things it's also going to break some stuff that they're going to have to fix later and there's still some bugs that haven't been addressed but you know they're doing what they can and honestly my uh my opinion of Microsoft uh, Flight Sim 2020 has turned around a little bit. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of it, but honestly, over the last couple updates, uh, you know, I have a decent system. It's nothing crazy, but it's running a lot better since these last couple updates, in my experience. Now, this is going to differ for everybody. For me, the system. The sim seems to be running much better, um, smoother. Now, again, my system, I'm not going to get anything crazy. I, I'm hovering right around the mid-30s for FPS, which is acceptable for a sim, you know, at, at this level with what I'm running it on. That's, that's pretty good. And I'm not running it on ultra graphics. I am running it on high, but it still looks pretty good and i don't have any complaints I, I again if we're talking airline stuff i'll probably stay with x-plane for now um but definitely any ga flying i'm doing i'm usually doing it in microsoft now because it just it really lends itself to it with the yeah, photogrammetry so but 
we won't talk too much about that. Again, tons of changes. Um, go in and check out the change log for yourselves. There's a, there's a lot there. Lots of updates and fixes. So, well, that's about it for the news, kind of the up, you know, updated stuff. And a lot of this has come out really only in the last couple of days. So there's a, there's no shortage of uh, stuff to report on. <laughs> so I mentioned in the last episode that I'm having a little bit of a hard time finding, um, flight yokes and, and throttles and stuff for what I consider a reasonable price, right? Uh, the Bravo, um, quadrant is, you know, it's, it's been out of stock at a lot of places looking at some places in November before they get any stock in. And a lot of those may even be pre-ordered or, you know, basically already bought. And the few that are available, I have noticed a trend, um, and this is everywhere. This is Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, um, Amazon. Pick a website that has it in stock. They're pretty high priced, guys. I mean, you're talking three to four hundred dollars for the throttle quadrant when it's only retailed at like two fifty. 220 something like that you know that's that's crazy and it's just a pet peeve of mine i i hate that stuff like i understand the whole idea of supply and demand but just the fact that they're willing to just sell you that for and people are willing to spend the money you know i understand you can't find them but it's just crazy i mean you're buying a used product that you don't even know it works off a Facebook marketplace for, you know, twice the cost uh, of a new one just because you can't get a new one. It just seems like it's a disaster waiting to happen. And the same thing goes with the, the honeycomb yoke as well. Now, the yokes, I will say, are easier to find. And when you do find them used or new, they are... Um, they're not usually marked up, and if they are, it's only a little bit. It's nothing crazy, but that throttle quadrant is extremely expensive compared to what it's you know listed as. You know, they're only selling it for like two fifty is the retail, and it's just crazy how expensive I'm seeing them. Um, I'd say about four hundred's the max, but that's crazy. It's almost double you know what it's retelling for but i've also noticed this kind of across the board with a lot of stuff um even yokes like i have the uh ch products yoke that i use uh, i think i paid about a hundred for it when i got it but i see them ranging from that and up and honestly at this point uh, these products are fairly outdated compared to what's out there now and the fact that the price isn't going down on these and people are still trying to sell them for over a hundred dollars is just i don't know that's that's crazy to me but we won't talk too much about uh about that because you know honestly there's there's not much we can do about it and uh, you know 
as consumers, the best thing we can do is just not buy those products at those prices, especially when we know they're not worth that. Uh, that's the only way that will go away. If, if people just keep buying it, people will keep selling it at those prices. So that's the best thing we could do as consumers. Uh, but again, we'll move on from that. So let's talk about the hardware. So the Thrustmaster Boeing Yoke and Throttle was debuted at the uh, Sim Expo. And you know what? It looks pretty good. I mean, it's probably still going to be kind of plasticky, but it looks good. Um, obviously, I didn't get to handle it at all. I didn't go. So, but just seeing videos and, and reading some posts on it, it looks pretty good. Now, I don't know what the retail is going to be. Um, I'm not sure. It's definitely, obviously, it's a lot more than what the... Uh, TCA side stick as far as material. So I'm imagine it's going to be a little more expensive than that was. Um, the coolest thing about that yoke is its axis of movement. The fact that it's, you know, most yokes are pretty standard. You've got the push pull, you know, it's just on a rod and it just slides in and out of the housing. You know, just reminiscent of any Cessna you get into in real life would do the same movement and then the twisting for left and right. Um, the coolest thing about this is because in those types of airliners and the Boeings, it's not a push-pull necessarily. The axis, it's to the floor. So that swing of motion is completely different than a push-pull sort of motion that you get from like a Cessna. So that looked pretty interesting. That was going to add a lot of immersion to what you're doing, filling that movement of it, pulling it into you and pushing it away is hopefully it feels good. Hopefully you can adjust the tension of that as well. So it's not super crazy. Um, you can make it, hopefully you'll be able to adjust it. I did not see anything specifically saying you could or couldn't. Um, Again, what was shown in the Flight Sim Expo is not necessarily the final release of the product either. Um, and that goes for pretty much anything you've seen there. Um, they could always tweak it, make changes later. Uh, the throttles look pretty good as well. Um, other than some kind of homemade stuff that you can buy online, I really haven't seen anything as far as Boeing throttles that are available as uh, you know a purchasable thing from like a mainstream company so thrustmaster seems to be the first one that's offering something like that so that is pretty interesting i'm pretty excited about that now i don't know if i'm gonna get it and i kind of had myself set on getting the honeycomb yoke and the bravo throttle you know when the prices come down or they become available somewhere that's selling them uh, for the retail but i'm also looking at that uh, velocity one from turtle beach and honestly i i think for most people that is probably going to be a better choice and here's my reasoning 
I feel like you're going to get a lot more for about the same or less money. So let's let's look at this. It's currently showing it's going to be about three twenty five, you know, three fifty. Um, in its current state, you know, that's what the retail is going to be. Now, if you factor in the retail of a honeycomb yoke and throttle, um, you're already at five hundred dollars, right? So for uh, just a little more than half of that, you're going to get a yoke uh, throttle quadrant that's you know going to be able to handle four engines, simple and complex, and it's going to have the veneer throttles, you know, the classic Cessna push in, pull out um, throttle. That is that's interesting because I've never seen anybody do anything like that, at least not in the price range of what I'm looking for, right? You know, obviously there's companies that make these um, controls for legitimate like training simulators, but they're expensive. You know, you're talking almost a thousand dollars, if not a thousand for just a yoke from these places. If you're talking about a casual simmer, you know, like I am, the uh, Turtle Beach Velocity 1 yoke and throttle seem like the best purchase if you don't have a lot of cash to just throw away because you're going to get the most out of that. You're still getting like an announcer panel that you can use. You can change it. I think they have like a sleeve that goes in and out. You can change them out to match whatever it is that you're trying to simulate. Um, it looked like it had all kind of the basic controls, you know, trim, um, what you're going to basically use is your radio buttons, autopilot disconnects. It looks like it had all the standard stuff on it. And I believe it had a trim oil in it. Um, I have to look at it again. I believe it did. Cause that was like a big thing with the, uh, honeycomb, uh, throttle quadrant was having that, uh, big trim roll there it was pretty cool. Cause, uh, it's definitely a lot more realistic in most cases to be using that wheel than you would be using the trim on the yoke. Um, not so much in larger aircraft, but in something like a Cessna, it's a lot more realistic to actually be using um, the wheel versus um, having a, uh, a trim hat on your uh, yoke. Because some aircraft... Obviously, some of the Piper arrows and stuff, they don't, that's not a thing, right? They don't have a, a trim hat. You have to do it by hand with the will. And short of having a legitimate cockpit built, you know, in my house, um, I try to look for stuff like that that's going to add the most immersion and give me the most, like, use out of it. Um, and the reason I don't do, like, a home uh, cockpit type of deal is because I fly so many different types of aircraft that it really wouldn't it really wouldn't be a good idea for me to have one because it would still have to be kind of a generic do-it-all um, setup, so... That is uh, something that maybe I'll do later down the road, but right now it's just not very practical. <laughs> you know, I, I thought about it and I was like, those are cool, but uh, they're 
again, not very practical unless you only fly this one aircraft all the time. And for me, I fly all kinds of different stuff in Sims. So I like to have a little bit of versatility in what I could do here. But uh, so I didn't see a whole lot more as far as hardware goes from the expo. It seems like Thrustmaster is kind of the uh, honeycomb did, I think, reveal a set of rudder pedals that they're planning to release. Um, you know, rudder pedals are, you know, they suffer from the same thing as the rest of the controls that we buy out there. You get good ones for not a lot of money. You can get um, legitimate ones for a lot of money <laughs> and everything in between. Um, I actually have the uh, T... Uh, the T-Flight, I think they are. They are okay. They're they're decent enough. My biggest complaint is they're a little bit too close together. Um, so they're not very realistic as far as like how wide apart they would be. Um, and it's not a huge deal. The only thing it, uh, it kind of causes a problem with is when I'm flying anything center stick. Yeah, it's not very realistic. Uh, you don't have a whole lot of room to uh, move the stick left and right. <laughs> so maybe I'll upgrade them one day, but for right now they're, they're doing pretty good. I'm actually surprised they've held up as long as they have. So I got a little mixed match of, of flight controls. I don't really have any one specific thing. Um, Logitech, Thrustmaster, CH... Uh, I got a little bit of everything up here, so <laughs> got a got a lot. Um, let's see. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot as far as the flight controls goes, um, as far as hardware. Um, I believe there was uh, some panels and stuff there that they were showing off for like the seven three sevens. Um, but these things are crazy. I mean, you're that is literally for a home cockpit. You know, you're, you're talking like a grand for that thing, and that's that's crazy. That's super crazy. Now, would I buy it? Sure, if I was building a seven three seven home cockpit, definitely. Um, but that's crazy that you're they're coming out with this stuff hopefully more people will develop stuff like this and that will um drive the cost down so maybe these things are being at a reasonable price in like 10 years and i'll be able to do it but we'll see what happens um probably not not based on what i've seen so far from just yokes and throttle crawlings i don't think the price is going to go down anywhere for anything anytime soon but I think that'll be about it, guys. I'll probably wrap it up there. Um, not a ton um, as far as the hardware is concerned, but definitely a lot of news, right? There's a lot of stuff going on, and there's a lot that's uh, I didn't cover yet that will probably go in the next episode. But I think that's it. I think we'll go ahead and uh, end it there. So thanks for joining me again, guys, and I will see you in the next one. Mm -hmm.